Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! That was not the. That was not your best effort. That was not your best woo. I, I mean, it was time to woo, and I wasn't ready to woo, so I had to give you what I had. I got to be honest with you. I thought you were always ready to woo. I, I, I'm. I'm. My. I've got my eyes on the skies over here, courtesy of Radar Scope. And uh, as you all listen to this, hopefully we've all passed this, and it's well and good, and it's your Thursday, and it's a sunny, beautiful day. But as we record this, it's not a sunny, beautiful no, day. It's there, be rough. there is danger uh, all around, and uh, was just checking that out. So, and that, uh, with and that's that, that's one of those things. You know, I feel bad because we can't predict the future, obviously. Yeah. So hopefully, as you're listening to this, all as well with you and mm-hmm. yours across our great state, because Wednesday looks like as as we're recording going to be a rough one from this point forward and hopefully you wake up and there's sunshine in the sky all has been well mm-hmm. and uh you get to wake up to a better woo so i i'll go ahead and give that to you Woo! that's much better that's the kind of woo i'm, I'm waiting on to be honest with you i want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from appreciate all of you guys our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. I'm sure Joel's getting ready to head right over there as soon as we wrap up our recording today. But you can head there every morning if you live here in Starkville or if you live in Tupelo. And that's what you should do with one of our most favorite and loyal and longtime local businesses here in the Golden Triangle. A real keystone business in this city. So much gets done through the doors of Strange Brew Coffee House. More than you'll ever know. So keep them, keep them happy. Great service, great drinks. You can't go wrong at Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends over at College Corner, you know, next weekend, Mississippi State Baseball, Duty Noble Field, Arkansas, number one team in the nation. Huge, huge series. You need to look your best when you come cheer on the Bulldogs. The easiest way to do that is to head over to College Corner, one of their two locations in the Jackson area, or you can always go online at collegecornerstore.com and shop from their big, huge, massive selection. One of the biggest in central Mississippi. They've got everything maroon and white under one roof. Shirts, polos, hats, t-shirts, sundresses? I don't know. I don't know if that's a, don't don't hold me to that one. But I'm you know. Yet hey, you got babies, they got baby stuff. They got onesies and you know you're not you you're not really an MSU fan with a baby if you don't have that I only spit up on rebels towel. Yeah. Yeah, but you have yeah, to have like it. the spit up towel thing. It's yeah. got if you don't have one, you are not an actual Mississippi State fan. I I I, I will hold to that. <laughs> so, just saying. Yeah, College Corner. I mean, whether it's something to spit up on or, uh, you know, probably something to put in your yard or something to put on you. Yeah, you where, can get fixed up. There's very there's varying levels of where you're going to put these things. College Corner covers them all. Yep. Just like that. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're going to head in Starkville this weekend, make sure that Humble Taco is on the agenda. Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. But it's not just Mexican food. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. A great menu, unique menu, so many great products local to our state and, of course, local to this area. Great stuff to check out. The, the, the taco list is fantastic. A lot of great and unique appetizers. Great vegetarian and vegan selections, if that's how you like to roll. And if you want to come out and grab a drink with the friends, there's no better spot. Great patio, one of the biggest in town. Plenty of great drink options, wines, beers, list, and, of course, their craft cocktails. Don't miss out on Humble Taco when you're in Starkville this spring. MSU Baseball got a 10-2 win over Sanford on a very interesting day in college baseball. Arkansas, I mentioned them, lost. Florida. Now, I didn't see the final score on that, but they were down 7 nothing. Did they lose to Florida State? Yeah, I believe that they did. Okay. Um, I, I'm like you. I never looked at a final, but I'm almost certain they lost. Okay. I, 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 like I said, the last, the, last, the last score that I saw was 7 nothing uh, in like the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah, 10-2. They won, they won over Florida. And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, instant karma is going to get you. Going to look you right in the face. 13-1, to Louisiana Tech gets hold of Ole Miss. Uh, so that's, four, that's three of the top five, right? I think so. And then I don't know what Vandy did yesterday, but, I mean, things are poised for Mississippi State right this second. That with a good weekend, they could get on top. At least in the Baseball America poll, where they're two behind Arkansas. Right, and even in D one, if they if they were to somehow get a sweep, and I'm not, I'm certainly not predicting that going down to Baton Rouge. Oh, don't even start with me, voodoo gods. But yeah, the opportunity is there for MSU to come out of this weekend the number one team in the nation. Almost, cons- I was looking at that the college ba- collegiate baseball poll a little bit, you know, and that's fine. That he has state six. He has state behind Texas Tech, who they beat. I don't. Th- they do, and and he shouldn't. But I don't think Texas Tech has lost since Texas. They may not have, but I, I get that. But I mean, I know it's only one game, but they did beat them. Yes. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, you were at the game Tuesday night. I was not. Looked like some timely hitting again. Luke Hancock with a couple of uh of, of bombs, um, up and down the lineup. Looks like everybody was 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 able to hit yeah. the ball. I guess my first question is Samford. When looking at them, did you think that's okay? That this is the same Samford team we've seen in years past, or were no. they they are not a good no, team? No, they're not. Okay, they're not great. Okay. They are uh, after losing on Tuesday night. Samford's now seven and ten this year. State was the seventh game against SEC competition they've had this year. They they played. So a that's three- not. I mean, that's not really an indictment of how bad they are. Well, hold on. Okay, they. Uh, they played a three-game series at Florida. They played a three-game series at A&M. And they just played Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So Samford is now 0-7 against the SEC, and they have been outscored, I think it is 84-24. to That's not great. Or 82-24. But you're playing good teams there. so Yeah, but you're not competitive with at all in them. In, I'm not you're, saying... You're that, not even in the ballpark. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. And I feel like I'm weird. I'm taking up for Samford here, but... Well, I mean, that doesn't mean anything in terms of what, I don't know what conference they're in. I, I get that, but I mean, two years ago, State played Sanford and had to fight for their life. Yeah, and it wasn't all that long ago. State's playing Sanford in regionals, and Sanford's beating Chris Stratton. Yeah, I mean, like this Sanford program is a, a historically 
pretty good program mm-hmm. over the last few years. This year's Sanford team is not that great. <laughs> I mean, look at them statistically. You, can you don't think they'll be them. a tournament team come, no, come May? Come I don't. June? I, I don't think they will be. Now, perhaps I'll end up being wrong, but right. they did not seem to uh, – I mean, I, I don't think they have that pitching, man. You just look at their numbers up and down the, the roster and – I think coming into last night too, as a team, they were hitting like two thirty six or something like that. Oof. I mean, it's they, when you don't pitch and you don't hit, you can't win. You're probably not going to win a ton of baseball games. What do you think about State's pitching? It looked like Houston Harding wasn't as he sharp wasn't that great as he's been. But State's pitching is so good that it can be not great and still go three and a third shutout innings. Yeah, State's pitching <laughs> when it's not great is still good. Yeah, it's the old. You know, sometimes a guy at 75% is better than anybody else at 100%. Well, that's kind of where State's pitching staff is. I mean, even not on their best night, they're still probably better than you. That's just where they're at. No, I agree. Um, especially, I mean, in the midweek when Houston's not doing that well. I mean, you just run Brandon Smith out there, who all he's done this year now is throw like 16 innings, I think. Or maybe it's 14. I think it's 14 innings. His ERA is like .67 or something like that. I mean, it's minuscule. Yeah. People hit barely hitting a buck off, maybe hitting less than a buck off him. I don't know. They're they're not hitting him at all. I mean, what do you do? You just have to hope when you play Mississippi State that they don't hit. That's your hope is that yeah, you, you have an arm on the mound. You have to hope that what happened Saturday happens. Yes, that you your have to pitchers hope. can go out and throw a gym, and then you can hold them off in the ninth. And, and you can scrape across two or three, and yeah. then, and then you you win that way. I, I will be surprised. And I, it, this is baseball, so it could easily happen, but. I mean, how many games does State have left? They have 30 conference games and then like another six midweeks so yeah. like 36 more games, something like that. I mean, if State gives up more than six runs in a game, something went wrong. Yeah, and, and I mean, don't misunderstand me, folks. It's baseball. There's going to be some games where they right. give up more than something six. Something could in a game. go wrong. Yeah, and they're about to face, starting this weekend, consistently opposition whose lineups are a lot deeper than some of the other ones they faced. You know, right now, I think over the last seven games, they've outscored opponents. I can't remember the number, but it's a lot to four. Mm-hmm. You know, because they've only given up four 59. runs in the last seven games. 59 to four. Um, you know, I doubt they're going to have a seven game stretch in SEC play where they're going to outscore the opposition 59 to four. Right. It's just not going to. Boy, if they do. <laughs> uh, number one for sure. But yeah, it, and I think the most positive signs of all, because the pitching's going to be there all year long. And even if. You know, God forbid somebody gets hurt or something. You got the depth to cover it, right? And he saw it again it, last it, night. You know, Parker Stinnett, yeah, just but, pitches one inning. But, but to me, the most encouraging sign is the fact that you feel like up and down the lineup, you're starting to hit pretty consistently a little bit. I mean, because yeah. I mean, Hatch is coming Hatcher around. Hits he he hits, you know, he clears the center field wall, and and Hatcher in the last week or two has has had a lot of hard contact. Yeah, it just hadn't really. Falling in, but but he's his batting average has raised forty points in the last week and a half. I mean, Rowdy, he's I, I guess still of the seven guys that's always in the lineup, he's hitting less than any of them. But I mean, he goes up there last night and just drives a double that looked like it was going to go through the left field wall. Yeah. I mean, it was just a line shot that peppers the wall. I mean, he he gives you a chance anytime he's up there, even though his his numbers aren't all that great right now. I, it's a solid, at least seven yeah. guys in the lineup. Now, I know you've had some issues in the left getting a little bit of offense out of McGowan and or Cumbus. You may you may end up with Braylon Skinner out there in the outfield, whether in center or left, Very and impressive. then Rowdy in the other. So 
before long because he's just so electric and that hand seems to be coming along. I really do think before the season's over, Braylon's going to be a pretty consistent part of that starting nine. I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right now. You're in a, a great spot. Everybody seems to be starting to hit a little better. Um, your pitching staff is going to be great all year. The move of Lane Forsythe in the starting lineup and moving Cam James to third has shorted short up your defense. Because yeah. like like we said the other day on the show, if you're not good defensively, then you shoot yourself in the foot a little bit with your strength right. being your pitching. Right. So you've got to be good defensively, and now State is. It goes back to what we've sort of said about Lamonis in years Is He just knows how to push the right buttons. Yeah, he, when he He's not a tinkerer, but when he does make changes, they tend to work. So you can tell he's not just flying by the seat of his pants out there. He's, he's thinking about things and looking at, at analytics and, and things of that nature and making these decisions. So. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's part of the reason why – and, and look, I don't know the specifics of the situation, but it's part of the reason why I don't get the Landon Jordan thing mm-hmm. because Lamonis has shown such a tendency since he's been at Mississippi State to be willing to change if something stops working. Right. And and you are literally one decision away or – I mean, in baseball, somebody get hit by a pitcher – pull a hammy or something you're one thing away from getting right back in the so anyway I, there may have been more to that i don't i don't know but lamonis's willingness to be flexible and change his mind and we talk all the time in football about coaches that are willing to you know lose their way than win somebody else's chris lamonis will change whatever to win yeah i don't think he has any set got to do this got to do that no it, if, if this ain't working well let's try him here <laughs> yeah, let's pull him out and try this guy out. <laughs> he's he's pretty adaptable, and uh, but anyway, I still wish wish Landon the best. I mean, not that I know him really personally, but from all accounts, a great guy. Just I, I hate that he's not going to be a part of what looks like it's going to be a really stinking fun team all year. This is a good team, and this weekend it's a big weekend for Mississippi State because LSU has been such a traditional thorn in the side. I mean, you think about the the last full season in 2019. State beats LSU on Friday night and then just really got handled in the next two games. And you just, you're just sort of looking around like, what's 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 up with that? I mean, it's, it's LSU. They've always been this way. So for to get a series win down in Baton Rouge would be a big statement, I think, for this team that, hey, we're going to be there all year is what, that, is what that statement would say. So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's move on over to our first spring positional breakdown. I'm excited to get into this. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Remember, Welcome Home Beef is starting to, to show up at supermarkets all across North Mississippi. They're in Corinth. They're in Bahalia. They're in Olive Branch. And, of course, they're here in Starkville and in Louisville. But if your city hasn't had Welcome Home Beef come into one of your local uh, grocery stores, well, you need to get on the phone and find out why. Because you can get great products from a Mississippi company that has been taking care of business in this state for a long, long time and putting out some of the best steaks you can find. I'm talking about the kind of steak you would expect to get at a fine steakhouse. You can have it at your home with Welcome Home Beef. Why don't you do that? Give your grocery store a call today. And if you can't wait, well, then call Welcome Home Beef themselves and set up a shipping. Uh, set yourself up for success with some shipping from them. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And when you get hold of that that great steak, you'll know one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Barbecue, Two Brothers Smoked Meats, when you're heading up there this weekend again, or next weekend, got to put that on your plate, your list of things that you've got to do in Starkville before you head out, head home. Some of the best food in the city. Another great patio. The weather, you know, it, hey, once we get past this weekend, or this today, I guess, 
Should be, you know, good baseball weather coming up. You're not going to want to do anything but sit on the patio, eat some smoked wings, grab a cold beer or a craft cocktail, and then head over to Duty Noble to watch the Diamond Dogs play. Two Brothers, such a great location right there in the heart of the Cotton District at 621 University Drive. It's just so much more than barbecue at Two Brothers. It's Southern Smoked Soul Food, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems wants to help your business right now. They've been doing it for nearly 50 years here in this state. Hundreds, if not thousands of businesses have worked with Advantage Business Systems, and they all have the same story. They got profits up and problems down. So call them today and find out what they can do for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. It's time to talk some college football. <laughs> I can do the whole thing. Ah, that's good stuff. When we had the bracket, we had the the CBS. Yeah, yeah. That's over. It was football. You know? Did I see ESPN sign the NHL back? Yeah. I, like I don't, great I don't music. watch a lot of hockey, but I yeah. do remember that. Oh yeah, that's it. Now I just need Gary Thorne and oh, what's his name? Bill. I can't remember the guy who did the color. I can just picture watching Sports Center and they're advertising the game coming up. Oh yeah, hockey is one. We're getting off topic here, but hockey is one of those things that I don't seek it out. But if it's on, I'll lock into it. I'll watch hockey. I love it. It's and of course. It's like a cliche at this point, but playoff hockey is the best playoff. I've never been to live hockey, but I've been I've told been to it is outstanding. Hockey. Oh, it's 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 fit. If you especially if you're close to the ice, yeah. the speed at which they're moving with a puck that's as big as you know, I mean, it, it's a puck. Oh, I've, it's I've, small. I've, I've held a puck in my hand. Yeah, I've, and but they are they're following that thing like it like it's like it's glued to them. It's crazy. All right, Mississippi State spring football starting up uh, as you're listening today. Yes. We will talk to Mike Leach tonight. Yes. Um, quarterbacks: Will Rogers and Jake and Jack Abraham. Sawyer Robertson. Dan, Daniel Greek is on campus. I, I I just come out and tell you, I don't think he's part of the equation in year one for sure. Sawyer Robertson. If he were here, I tell you that I think he might be able to pull this job out. I don't think he can do it arriving in the summer. If he does, it means he is uber talented. So you've got these two guys. The the I mean. Freshman. We'll just say freshman. I don't know how to designate it beyond that. Will Rogers. Solid as a, as a first-year starter. Ups and downs, the kind of ups and downs you would expect from a freshman. But by the end of the season, looked like he was getting control of the offense and command of the offense and starting to find things. Jack Abraham, a career 70% passer down at USM. You know, pretty good with the ball. Good arm. Got his head coach here now from Southern Miss, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what an odd situation that is. I, I guess you know. Let's start with this. What is it? A, is it a situation where Jack Abraham can win the job, or does Will Rogers have to lose the job? If it feels like Will has to lose it, to I me. agree with that. I, he showed so much growth over the last half of of last year. That I I feel like unless he comes out this spring and he's not really it's not really even just spring spring ball I mean he's gonna have to come out in the spring and kind of look shaky and then in the fall kind of fall on his face a little bit too um 
I, I mean, Will is the front runner. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, my guess is if Jack Abraham was sitting in here in this seat beside us and we asked him who he thought the front runner was, he'd probably tell you Will Rogers. <laughs> he, he started on this team mm-hmm. a year ago, ran this offense with Leach, helped K.J. Costello learn this offense, apparently, according to K.J. Costello last fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows the ins and outs of this thing and, and now has basically a you know, 75% of a season running it and looked pretty good doing it towards the last half. So, I I mean, Jack Abraham's going to come have to come in and just absolutely look ridiculous, you know, to, to I think, surpass Will. What is, the, what is it he has to show? Or either one of these guys. What are they? What is Mike Leach going to be looking for this spring? Is it just command of the offense? Is it, you know... Can he add to what they were doing last year? Because I, honestly, with with both of these guys, neither one of them strike me as the deep ball guy. Yeah, you know, I think that would be more Sawyer Robertson speed. So I don't know how much you can add in terms of a vertical threat with either one of these guys. What what does Mike Leach want to see from his quarterbacks this spring? I would imagine. I mean, because look for for Abraham, he's still got to come in and learn this offense, right? I mean, I mean, I'm sure there were some concepts. Yeah, you know, you know, Southern passed the ball a lot. So, uh, they did. I mean, but for him, I think it's going to be a little bit of an educational spring more so than a flasher talents spring. I mean, he's, he's going to have the opportunity to do that, too. But um, for, for Will, I, I just think you, you have to see him a step be taken, you know? Like, if Will comes in and he looks like the exact same guy that walked off the field against Tulsa... Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the spring, yeah. after the maroon-white game on April the, what is it, 17th, whatever it is, uh, if if you exit that game, and I actually think State has one practice after that game. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Um, but if you, if you exit the spring and you look at Will Rogers and you think, that's the same dude that walked off the field in the Armed Forces Bowl. He hadn't progressed at all. Well, that's where some red flags go up, I think. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Will seems to be an incredibly bright guy that, oh, by the way, is pretty talented too. Um, So I don't think that's going to happen. But if it did, that's where you start saying, oh, what what did Abraham do? What what can Sawyer Robertson do when he gets in this? Well, that's where it really becomes a possibility. But if if, if Will Rogers comes out and does show a little more, you know, mastery of the offense, both in his head and, and with the physical tools he displays on the field, I mean, the job's his, right? I mean, can Jack Abraham or Sawyer Robertson come in and, and win this job? I guess they could, but to me, I feel like that that opening is really narrow, and it's going to take a lot of things happening for that. So time. then, let's focus on on Will Rogers then, and let's ask you this: you know, what is the what what? It, I mean, ceiling's not the right word. What are the numbers you want to see Will Rogers put up if he's the full starter, twelve games? Four non-conference games. I mean, it feels like four thousand yards. Which, I, if you go back and look at state, I think they threw for like thirty-eight hundred yards. Well, a number that I, that we all learned last year, mm-hmm. we need to circle and look at Completion. is turnovers. Oh yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. Interceptions. That goes without I mean, saying. Though. That goes without saying, but man, I mean, got to be more judicious. Turnovers always kill you, but they just railroaded state Mississippi found state. It a way found a way to have the most untimely turnovers I ever. mean they, they provided all of Kentucky's offense yeah <laughs> I mean the winning margin against Arkansas as well I mean 
they just got killed with them. Yeah, and State, State easily easily wins three more games. And if, if you cut the turnovers, and down. if you're going to do that, if you're yeah. going to have those, you have to have days somewhat like KJ Costello had in Baton right. Rouge when you just do something amazing. Right. Um, and you can't count on that. No. So all things being equal, you know, you want him to have. I mean, you can probably afford a turnover a game with what you feel like a turnover or two a game with what you feel like your offense should put up. But, I mean, out of Will Rogers, I mean, you should think, what, 350 yards a game through the air? That sound about right? That would put you at uh, 4,200 yards passing. Which, I was going to say, State last year was around 3,800 in 10 games. So, in a full 12-game season. 11, right? Does that count the bowl game? Okay, you're, yeah, I think you're correct. So, yeah, 11 games. So, in a regular season, they would have had 13 games. They would have been around. They would have been over four thousand. And of course, against non-conference teams, it just stands to reason that you would have a couple. I mean, instead of playing Georgia last year, which I know State had a pretty good passing game against Georgia, but what are you doing if you're playing an FCS team or playing a Conference USA team? So, oh yeah, forty-two hundred sounds reasonable, doesn't it? I still haven't. It's, totally, cr- it's crazy. But I still haven't totally wrapped my head around the Mike Leach stats, even after seeing him for a year. But having yes, seen it for a year, yes, forty-two hundred is. Almost the floor, it feels like. If it's below that, there's some problems. If it's below that, then you're worried about the offense again, right? Yes. Well, I guess it depends on what you're getting out of you know, the running game, too. And we'll talk about that another day. But, um, I, think, I mean, yeah, as you do the math in your head, at the end of the year, if you hadn't passed for 4,200 yards with this offense, you, you kind of feel like you either – stayed still or you know you feel like you didn't progress yeah <sighs> rogers as i think rogers from a leadership perspective is fine i think the team has rallied around him i think they buy into will rogers i think they rallied around him before he ever took the field like i i just remember the um when the we thing did up here, well the thing up here at the unity park when whenever the the all the whole team like yeah. didn't do practice that day and they right, came right. here and had their whatever thing but all the guys were talking about how Will was kind of instrumental and right in the middle of all that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he kind of won these guys over before I agree. the season even started. So, from a leadership, guys liking him, looking up to him, respecting him, uh, from that standpoint, I I don't think there's any issue whatsoever. I, okay, question for you. We, I mean, we joked about it all throughout the season last year, and you're uh, – your hatred of Will Rogers? No, I'm just kidding. You know, you're. You know, I haven't seen anything out of. Where are you on Will Rogers? You know, if if he's the starter, are you comfortable that that he can be the guy to kind of push this offense forward from what you saw a year ago? Well, I'm optimistic. I know that sounds weird for me. I think I saw enough towards the end of the season. I mean, he had a huge game against Georgia. He sets a, a record of passing in the Egg Bowl. I mean, he basically went toe to toe with with Corral. And, you know, if Austin Williams doesn't fumble the football, we could still be playing overtime because neither one of those teams were stopping the other. Um, he didn't have a great game against Auburn, but then he was really good against Missouri, and he did enough against uh, against uh, Tulsa. And I think that we also saw, and this this plays into it, that the, uh, the running game evolved enough that you feel like it's going to be a week-in, week-out that you can sort of rely on it a little bit more. So that will help Rodgers quite a bit. And you also saw Will Rodgers evolve as a runner. A little bit, and it became more of a threat moving the football with his legs. That said, he still has a lot to prove. You know, he needs to go out and do. State's first game is against Louisiana Tech. 
I don't know a whole ton about Louisiana Tech. I just know that Mississippi State should be better than that. I know their baseball team's okay. <laughs> They're all right. They're not bad. Uh, but that said, I mean, he needs to go out in that game and throw, you know, complete about 65% of his passes. Throw for, you know, a lot. Uh, he needs to double up touchdowns and interceptions at, at, at worst. And he needs to be, you know, around between 350 and 400 yards. And then you, you got to keep doing that, you know. Because I, that's the thing with Abraham there and with Sawyer Robertson here in the fall. There are guys behind you I feel can do the job. You know, one thing I would love to know the answer to is what did Mike Leach tell Abraham when he transferred in here? Because Jack Abraham is good enough and has the resume enough. He could have started for sure somewhere, right? I mean, there is somewhere in this nation he could have transferred to and been a day one starter. Do you want to know what I think the conversation was? It probably involved Gardner Minshew. Like, Gardner Minshew was a guy that nobody had any faith in. I mean, honestly, remember he was going to go to Alabama and just sort of like be the four-string guy and then probably be a grad assistant the next year. Leach called him and said, I can turn you into the nation's top passer. And he did. And and I've said this before, Minshew's college stats versus Abraham's college stats, they're not even close how much better Abraham's are. I'm trying to remember, though, when Gardner went to Washington State... Was it like, come up here, you're going to have to compete for the job, there's a guy already established? Like, I can't remember what the situation was at Washington State. So I, I'm just curious, because if that's the pitch, if Gardner Minshew is the pitch here, then Jack Abraham's chances are better than anything you and I have let on over the course of this podcast today. So just looking at it here, it looks like Luke Falk had, had left the program Tyler Helensky was still there at this time. I, I, I'm not trying to be flippant. I don't know that he was he had you know because he committed suicide. I don't know if that happened in that particular offseason. He's not on the stat list for the next year. Yeah. So maybe they had an open spot, but this is also you know Mike Leach has recruited quarterbacks to his his uh, offense to Washington State at this point for five or six years. He has Anthony Gordon on the roster, who's the guy who took over for Minshew uh, in 2019 yeah. and threw for 5,600 yards. So it's not like he didn't have a talented guy there. But he obviously saw something in Minshew and was able to get that. So that's where I'm thinking he went with this. He was like, look, you know, you're going to have to come in and fight if you want to win the job. But if you do, you could be the next Gardner Minshew. That's a strong pitch. It's a very strong pitch, and it's a pitch that, I mean, to go with that pitch, then, and for Jack Abraham to follow through and then come here, if that's, if that's how it all went down then I'm not giving Abraham enough credit here mm-hmm. to possibly win this thing. I mean, because Jack Abraham, like I just said a minute ago, he could have gone somewhere and started for sure. Mm-hmm. When you got one year of eligibility left, why would, why would you mess around with that for a itty-bitty small chance to maybe play and then maybe I'm just not going to play? Unless... I don't know, man. I I feel like if that was the pitch, like you could be the next Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. if that's if that's the idea here, mm-hmm. and that's in Abraham's head, and Mike Leach put that in Abraham's head, mm-hmm. then he's got a he's got a lot better shot than I originally thought. I, I well, I don't know what you thought his original shot was because I've been I, saying for a long time that like he could win this job. I believe that he could, but I also believe Will Rogers will hold him off. So I I believe that Will Rogers will. Yeah. 
let's take the most improvements, right? First year to second. I believe that will happen for Will Rogers, and he'll be a guy that you know could be in the the All SEC discussion just on the sheer volume of of numbers he's going to put up. I mean, who's going to throw for more yards than him if if everything goes according to plan? Not everything's got to go according to plan, but we'll we'll see where that takes us. So I think yeah, I think it's Rogers' job to lose, but I think Abraham is a strong contender. And again, I say if Robertson were here, it's a whole a whole other story. If Jack Abraham takes the first snap of twenty twenty one, are you just totally shocked? No, no, not surprised. I think not long ago I would have said yes, I would be totally shocked. But the more I think about this, and the more I've even thought about it as we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not as shocked as yeah. we conclude this as I would have been. And if you're listening, I don't think you need to be completely taken off guard if Zach, if Jack Abraham wins this job. Just I just wouldn't be. But that said, I think Will Rogers will. Yeah. yeah I think I think it's his. So. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, we'll recap what Mike Leach talks to us about after day one of spring practice. Plus, we will preview Mississippi State LSU, the best baseball rivalry in the SEC. Huge series down in Baton Rouge. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll give you our thoughts of what's going to happen ahead of that. Have a great Thursday, guys. Don't forget Sports Talk Mississippi live for the next two days down in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi at the Golden Moon Resort, the Timeout Sports Lounge. Two days of the NCAA tournament there at the sports book. Be a lot of stuff. And now, if you haven't already, please join our uh, bracket contest. Great prize package available for you guys. It includes a two night stay at Golden Moon Resort, uh, dinner for two at Philip M's, which is one of the best restaurants in the, in the state. Uh, a round of golf over at Dancing Rabbit, and a lot, lot more. Look at the ESPN bracket search. Search for Sports Talk Mississippi. The password is STM, all capitalized, radio, not capitalized. And uh, you've got a chance to go up against me. Joel, have you joined this group yet? I have not. You need I to have... join. And you can put. You can go up against me and Joel. Joel will personally Venmo 10 bucks to everyone that beats him. Anyone who finishes Joel ahead of Joel, do that. Joel will personally send you his own money. He got that stimulus money today. He's rolling in it. <laughs> Did you get your stimulus today? I did. I did. We've both been stimulus <laughs> For the third time. Yeah. Well, you know, if, you, if it doesn't work the first time, you just keep stimulusing, and hopefully it'll it'll figure itself out. We've all been We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there and done that. All right, guys. Oh, have my a, goodness. Have a great weekend, and have a great Friday. Thursday, back with you on Friday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.